listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. mailbag special ding 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 indeed that's the christmas mailbag special we are celebrating the birth of christ um, our lord and saviour with and Savior. A, an hour of hymns we're going to be singing every hymn what's your favorite hymn liam um oh i don't know hang on oh him yeah you said him not carol so it doesn't have to be christmas themed no, I, I, preferably not so i like gloria gloria in excelsis deo i went to a catholic school clearly if you're fucking singing in latin and shit mine was if i had a hammer by handy andy yeah, by timmy mallet i think uh no handy andy from changing rooms had a do you not remember he had a single if i if i had an hammer i'd hammer in the morning did he really i liked him yeah. he always had a wee pencil behind his ear and a glint in his eye yeah good combo Hundo P. So um, let's quickly establish what the fuck is going on. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a uh, no album this week. We're just going to take some listener questions and have a bit of a chat, mm-hmm. um, a bit of a you know back and forth. Um, the questions, some of them might be about music, some might be about other stuff. Yeah. Um, and we're just gonna. It's just a free and easy Christmas vibe. Just a Christmas vibe. All right. Podcast. Sleigh bells Christmas. ringing. Are you listening to this podcast? Uh, there's a bit of a podcast drought often mm. during the Christmas period, and we didn't want to. We're going to be the that. opposite of that. We've got we've got a few little Christmas tricks up our sleeve. <laughs> our Santa sleeve. I thought we had this one, and that's it. <laughs> no, this is the other thing we've spoken about. Oh, aye, aye, that one, aye. Oh, aye. Yes. Hello. Hello. Which we won't announce yet, no, but. Daddy, it's a live show at Wembley Arena. That's right, the side room. <laughs> we're playing the side room, so it's not as impressive, but we're still doing it. We are working at the chip shop in Wembley Arena. <laughs> uh, this week we are answering questions. Um, we're not sure if we have time to do all questions. Yeah, we might stretch into. So if you've asked a question and it hasn't been answered, listen, we got it and we loved it. And we love you. Well, we didn't like it. No. And we didn't like your question, and we don't want you to listen anymore. No, don't listen to him. He's been a mad bastard right now that I don't yeah. agree with. It's Christmas. It's I'm Christmas. drunk on uh, Bailey's. Uh, is that the drink you miss most? Oh, you just hurt your uh, wee foot because God got you I, back. I bashed I bash my knee and it probably made a big noise. Yeah, but I bash my um, music there. Bailey, no, I never drank Bailey's at Christmas. My Christmases were always a bit wild because it was my my best friend's birthday from home, my school friend, on Christmas Eve. Oh. And he was like my drinking buddy. Oh. So we would always go out on Christmas Eve. And and when I was at university, it would come back and it would also be a big thing of like seeing all your Liam's old school town. friends. Yeah. Well, no, no, I just mean everybody. Liam's back, back everybody. Me. It's Christmas Eve. Get your So we used to go and drink in the Golden Lion in Romford oh. um, or O'Grady's Irish Bar in Ilford. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd wake up Christmas morning, still pretty fucked from the night before, 
and then have Bucks Fizz for breakfast and we just top up what I'd been drinking. So I spent, like, I know a lot of people like a, have a little Bailey's or something at, at, at breakfast or a little bit of uh, champers in their orange juice. Mm-hmm. But, like, I spent many a Christmas just utterly shit Yeah, I can see how you've become the person you have mm. in a good and bad I, way. I missed a lot of Christmas dinners because I was just asleep. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Halfway through fucking ratatouille. Yeah. On the couch. It's, just, it's upsetting because it's usually the best meal of the year for a lot of people, but you're usually pretty hanging for it. I'm not mad about Christmas dinner. I like it. Right. Well, that's not the questions we're asking. We are not answering each other's questions for each other. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I disagree. I think we can chat about anything. This is it. It's Lucy Goosey. If I emailed you this question, it would be fine, but I didn't, so I take All it right. back. Okay. okay. Right. So um, you're going to be the question master. Yeah. I got a little bit of responsibility this week. Mm. It might go to my head. Are we going to do an, uh, a, a deep dive secret posho on every questionee? No, although <laughs> other than somebody who sent one in last minute, I've I've got a wee description of the person that I've done a bit, wee tiny bit of research on them. Okay, this so is this school alumni. Yeah, this is maybe my. I like this one a lot. This question. Mm. Uh, this is from a man called Michael. He describes himself as a gay Scottish guy living life with his wonderful husband and his doggy babies Evie and Missy. Wow! Shout out to the shout out to, to the, the fans. Shout out to everybody there, included. What a lovely little, what a lovely picture. What a lovely crew. The hu- husband and dogs. You're living the dream, Michael. Thank you for your listenership and thank you for your question. His question is: What's your go-to happy album, and what's your go-to comfort album when sad? Um. My answer is the same for both. Yeah, I would say so as well. Because usually the happy albums to cure the sadness. Yeah, I I I just put on the Smiths. Wow. Any Smiths album when I'm sad, if I'm really sad, if I'm really happy, and I'm if I'm I'm going towards music, I'm putting that's what I'm putting on. You're a big Radiohead guy, but you think the Smiths are sadder than Radiohead, there? Well, um, I I I just don't reach for that mm-hmm. in this that circumstances uh, because i i enjoy singing along to the smiths and when i'm happy or sad i want to sing mm. i love to sing yeah that's and smiths is very funny music uh, and yeah. really funny and sad at the same time so it cheers you up but you feel like you've got company in your misery absolutely and it's got those jangly guitars and i can dance if i'm on my own mm-hmm Put on this charming man. Dance around my living room. Charming man. Yeah, it's a shame about Morrissey, isn't it? It's a shame about him. <coughs> He's got COVID. That's him coughing. You've got him tied up behind you in your house. Liam, let me go. Let me go, Liam. Honestly. Liam, let me go. Untie me from these chains in your spare room under your treadmill, Liam. Nigel Farage is waiting for me at the pub. He's missing me. Yeah, it's. uh, I spent years, you know, when Woody Allen was like, you know, rightfully cancelled. I was like, I don't give a fuck, man. Uh I I I never watched his films. Like whatever. I don't. I'm never gonna watch him. Easy. And then Morrissey's like made that very difficult because I'm like. I still listen to the Smiths. Well, from the ages seventeen to twenty-five, I was pretty. You were in the Smiths. Well, I was pretty you much trying in... to dress like a combination of Morrissey and Woody Allen. Yeah, did you still? That still was happening. Yeah, I'm looking at myself in the Zoom call right now, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" You got the glasses, you got the quiff. 
mm-hmm. you're in your little t-shirt but you've got books you're crying yeah i'm crying as well he's flinging flowers around mm-hmm. my daffodils so if um yeah either or is that what about you what's your go-to sad or happy or both i have you know sadness isn't a huge issue in my life as much as anxiety is a huge issue in my life. Like, I'm more stressed very, out than I am sad. You're a sad. classic sad boy. I don't think no, I am. sad all the time. I don't think you're so. You're always sad. No, I think I'm quite upbeat, actually. Uh, this is revisionist history. This is revisionist is what history. this is. But I'm more, I'm more anxious about stuff than I am sad about stuff, really. Right. So I would say... Um, so you want to change the question? No, I'm not changing it. I'm just saying a lot of my upsetness, and that is a word that comes from being stressed out so i have stress cure songs if i'm like really fucked up uh the sun cream song do you know that one well baz Luhrmann. yeah baz Luhrmann sun cream song sun sunscreen sunscreen song yeah that really cures anxiety for me that's just good life advice over some very tasteful um 90s house live in new york once but leave before you get hard Live in Los like, Angeles. Bro, if I'm in New York, I'm getting fucking hard straight away. <laughs> what do you think comes there? When I get to New York, I see some steam coming out of a grate. I hear some, someone say, hey, I'm walking here. I'm, I'm walking on steam here. And then I'm fucking diamonds, bro. <laughs> Rock solid cocktail, right? That's interesting. <laughs> I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks, so I'll, I'll let and you know. And then I apply sunscreen to my hard dick. <laughs> Live in Los Angeles, but don't stay too long before it makes you soft. Yeah. I would like to actually... That's advice I would like to follow. I'd love to live in New York for six months and then Los Angeles for six months because of that song. Yeah, I was thinking... Yeah, yeah. I Oh, you know what? We haven't discussed this, but I reckon we get a cheeky playlist picked this week, a little cheeky bonus playlist, and that would be a great addition. Could be. Could be. Another one of my big anxiety songs, I think I've put this on the playlist maybe, is Shut Up by Posse, which is very dreamy indie rock music that right. it's all about somebody getting worked up in their head about stuff and then there's just a voice that goes, so shut up. Shut up, just shut up, shut up. That's what I'm talking shut about. Up, just shut up, shut up. They try to make you stay, but i make them go away. Is that a Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> could be, could be. Maybe I will. I am solo cut. Baby. Come on. Just um, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, okay. I think I think that's a that's a good question. Well answered. I think I'm happy with nice that. Nice one, Mike. Oh. And also, I, really, I, I was walking away from my gig last night that I'd done very well at, and I put on a, a Megadeth live album, and I was so buzzing mm. from the gig going well that... Uh, one song ended and I went right into Wake Up Dead which is on the playlist and when the bass came in I started playing the bass in the street because it was quite dark and I was like literally jumping about so that's one of my happy thrash metals happy music for me I've just remembered so it's not an album but something that I put on sometimes when like on say if it's like if it's my birthday (laughs) I listen I sit and I listen to Happy Birthday no uh, and say like Lauren's at work or something and I'm like, oh, no, it's my, you know, it's a special occasion. I'll put mm-hmm. something cool on. I might put on um, Arctic Monkeys headlining Glastonbury live. It's on YouTube, the BBC coverage, and it's an hour and a half. And it's fucking incredible. Um, it's just after AM came okay. out. And it's it's one of my favorite live performances that you can just uh, access really easily. So I sometimes put on when I'm in a good mood. It's like a special fun thing. That's nice. 
Should I do this? I, I've what spent quite a lot of my birthdays. It? Yeah, sounds like um, it. Well, it'd be, I won't just sit and watch it. It'll be like, you know, if I, it's my birthday. But hey, you know what doesn't respect the sanctity of birthdays? The goddamn dishes. Capitalism is real. That that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so if I'm doing the dishes, I might put on, on YouTube. Um, That's nice. Monkeys. It's just it's just an it's an incredible performance and I love that album. I don't like EM that much. Not my favourite really? uh, Arctic Monkeys album. I think album. it's so cool. I think it's so cool. And it may come up later on. Maybe in uh, six years it may crop up on the podium. It's not on the list though, is it? Yes, yes it is. Is it really? Arctic Monkeys have that and maybe the debut, but I think it's just AM actually. Because uh, the debut didn't really do well in America, whereas AM was an international smash hit. I love the way the live uh, Glasto it starts for ages and it's really dark and then the drums come in and last it's just fucking cool like even the first few minutes I would recommend go check it out it's a great it's great doesn't sound like your happy album sounds like your YouTube clip when alone but regardless we're gonna move on to the next question I am the mailbag master this week the next question comes from. G- Give it up for the mailbag master. Thank you. The next question comes from Jay Lafferty, acclaimed yes. stand-up comedian. Who I saw absolutely crushing at the Glasgow Glee last night. I can imagine. Liter- literally like 15 applause breaks. Disgusting. Acclaimed stand-up comedian and close personal friend of the pod. Her question is, if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's tough. Yeah. Because it's not, it's a, it's a very hypothetical, it's not like, I guess it's like, what album are you listening to right now that you like no, enough that you would enjoy for this, your life? No, it's not, that's not the question okay. at all. Okay, what is the question? You can't, you can't change the question so that you can talk about albums you want to talk about. No, the question is, that. Why do you think I'm doing exactly that? I'm not fucking doing that, do. so shut well, up. Because that's what you're doing. Right. So what's your answer? What uh, album would you listen to for the rest of your life? Well, so it's tough, right? So do you go for like a compilation? No. So it's a bit of a mixture, okay? Um, or or like a soundtrack, you know? <laughs> yeah, Something I really like... want some dialogue for the Life Aquatic coming in every so often. Well, you obviously wouldn't choose that. You choose the a soundtrack to uh, a movie that has a great soundtrack. That does have a good soundtrack, and that's one of my favourite films. But... Okay, well, then a little bit of dialogue. If it's, if it's, I mean, the only thing you're ever going to listen to forever, then sure, that's an option. Do you know what I mean? What, you how are you notes? listening to it? Have you got a creative zen that's washed up? A magical creative zen that can only have one album on it ever? Or, you know, as uh, a little music. Well, you're, the, you're the question master. Yeah, look, but I'm, you have your, I'm, I really welcome your input, so. If it's one album forever, so does that mean that like, are you stranded on a desert island? Is it that mm. sort of thing? Let me just check. Or is it that? I don't think she mentioned an island. All no islands are mentioned. <laughs> this is a world where your life is exactly the same, but you only listen to one album for the rest of your life. So it doesn't matter what you listen to; it's going to sound like this. Yeah, yeah. So every movie you watch with a soundtrack is now soundtracked by this. Not album. every time you attempt to listen to um, an album. But you see so here, so if I'm walking around fucking Sainsbury's, I can still hear Wham's Last Christmas mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of working Sainsbury's. A bit of variety. Really good chocolate sauce in Sainsbury's. Uh, that's good for desserts. It's like a glass. It's called Jude's chocolate sauce, and it comes in a glass bottle. It's like four quid, but. 
Salt vinegar chipsticks, the best crisps in the country as well. The Sainsbury's own. This My own. episode is sponsored by Sainsbury's. So, every album you listen to, every record you put on, every Spotify album you click, mm. I guess you can listen to singles. But maybe let's just say singles don't exist. Right. Individual songs right. don't exist anymore. Every oh piece of music is this album, I think. Okay, so I think it has to be an, an album album. We can't have no soundtracks. How about this? How about this? Right. The scenario. Okay. What I think the question is. The rest of your life, you're trapped in a room. And it's like <laughs> Old Boy, right? Do you know? Have you seen Old yeah, Boy? Yeah, yeah. See yeah, how yeah. he's trapped in that room? Uh-huh. Every day, you're allowed to listen to one album. And you're fed and you're watered. And sometimes Ooh. the ceiling unveils a little bit of sun so you don't get like fucked up on SED shit. But every day you get to listen to one album. And you can do other stuff, like you can read books or whatever, but the music, one album, every day for the rest of your life. Okay. This is a hard call. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to laugh at my choice. Is it Pigeon Detectives? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I probably would choose, and only because it was so significant to my life, that if I'm in the old boy situation, it's got happy memory. I have all sorts of memories attached to this album, um, and really it was my gateway into like uh, discovering more music. I would say probably In Rainbows by Radiohead. Wow. Probably. It's got a mix Not of songs. Not even the that... best album. I mean, I disagree. Okay. But... It's got a mix of fast, slow, up, down, happy, sad. It's, I mean, I think it's a masterpiece, but I, uh, you know, I haven't even listened to that recently, but I, I just think I, that was the first Radiohead album that I was already a fan of the band when it came out. When I got into them, they'd already done OK Computer and Kid A and Amnesiac yeah. and all that stuff. I remember so when I remember... Rainbows came out, I was in HMV and I nearly bought it and I went, no, I'm going to buy System of a Down instead. And part of me yeah. wonders what my life would be like if I chose the Radiohead album. Yeah, well, you'd probably be dead. <laughs> probably. So that's my choice. It's, uh, I, you know, I, I, on a different day, I might say a different album. In Rainbows reasons. by Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. What's yours? Um, see for a laugh I would do Employment by the Kaiser Chiefs because if I ever get out this mid jail or like if anybody ever visits me they'll be like so what did you pick everybody gets to pick this thing the way we live now and I'll be like Kaiser Chiefs and they would laugh and I'll go ah, I know I know I know You'd, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't survive. You'd kill yourself. It's great music. It's one of the best debut albums in British music history. Fuck yeah. And I stand by that. And um, if we ever choose to not cover an album for um, moral reasons, ethical reasons, that will be filling in for that album that week, I think, for you. I need you to listen to it for me. I'm not going to do that. I would leave the <laughs> podcast before we do that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I do like that album a lot, and it does give me very good memories. Um, probably Employment by Kaiser Chiefs, or Paranoid by Black Sabbath, or just because there's a lot of different types of mental shit on that. And then maybe on the that's on the list, and so is Master of Puppets by Metallica. I'd probably put that on the list. There's so many. It's really, I think the more interesting thing is, what is this world that you've invented, Jay? Do you know what I mean? Where it's I can only listen. That's the real question. Yeah. 
when's the uh, dystopian novel coming out about this <laughs> one album per person for the rest of your life situation? How do we get there? Whose decision was that? Yeah. How do they enforce it? We've got <laughs> questions for you. Do your own fucking podcast. And then build up a following and do a mailbag. And then we'll email you. <clears throat> and then tell us how to build up a following. Right. Scientologist <laughs> asks, and they are an ex-member of the CMB Hive. Were they one of your, uh, were they in your crew? Uh, you're talking, of course, about Twitch viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, Scientologist is the nickname. Scientologist with a P. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to be clear, we don't have Scientologists. <laughs> Ron L. Hubbard has contacted yeah. us and asked us about Thetans. Um, yes, I know, I know, yeah. I know Sci. Ex-member of the CMB Hive and an enthusiast of games, be they video games, card games, or tabletop. Their question is, in the past I've enjoyed the debate of how legit the list from Rolling Stone is, as in how it was put together. Does Liam still think it's legit? And Christopher think he's a mark? Or have you changed your stances the further along you've gone? I'll say this, and let me say it. I trust that there was a a process um, in which a thousand people were asked to do a list and then the list was tabulated. I do not think it unthinkable that the editors had a little tinker with the results. And that is as far into that conspiracy as I will concede. I don't think Darling, that the editors ignored... You. Says to you, let me say this. Darling, that's all the conspiracy ever was. No, you were saying that they were just fucking throwing in Harry Styles. Because every argument that you had that was... In favour of them just making it up to, for their own needs, completely falls apart when you look at the inclusion of Phil Spector. Uh, well, that's one of the red herrings that they've thrown in to go. Yeah. Oh, it and must then we get be made up because we've put two. No, now Phil we're getting into fucking Q and on territory, man. So I, I, I think I think we are both immovable objects on this particular. No, point. no, you've definitely bended to my whim, and I've certainly not at all. So I've you, you know, you're. I reckon if I, I, all I'm saying is I can imagine there being a list right of the 500 mm-hmm. that's been worked out. Yeah. Via the means by which they worked it out, which was asking all these industry figures and musicians and record producers to to make a top 50, right? And then they used their little formula to make a 500. I reckon there's a good chance that they looked at it and they went, oh, hang on, look at this. 466, 467, 468. They're all Doors albums. That's a bit weird. Let's just swap them a little bit. That's that, I reckon that's as much as what happened. I don't think they went... Should we get Harry Styles in here? That'll that'll get us some free publicity. I don't think that. The amount of views that he... Listen, Bad Bunny is coming up on the list soon, right? Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny. He mm-hmm. is the most played artist on Spotify this year. The most played artist of any artist in the world. From K-pop to J-pop to, yeah. to bloody Bebop, all right? Most played... Do you mm. think but do you think all these record people are like this is one of the greatest albums of all time? No. He has millions and millions of fans all over the world. They'll click the link, Rolling Stone will get money, and then Jean Venner will fucking laugh as he's pissing on your grave, you can't so why don't you I, shut up? I actually I will I will say this as well. 
I don't think that record producers who are voting truly believe that Bad Bunny and Harry Styles deserve a place in this list. But I do think that they are cynical enough to go put Bad Bunny... Right, uh, get, okay, put all right, team, ca- capital, capital, come together. All right, we're all doing this Rolling Stone list. Everyone put Bad Bunny at number one so that we can get Bad Bunny in the 450s. Can I just say, I, I think Bad Bunny is an that. artist. And I'm yet to, yet to find out. Yep. Of all, he's a great wrestler as well. Of all the songs we've listened to that I wasn't expecting to be good, when I I still have "She" by Harry Styles coming in my head, you know, and basically every week, sometimes every day in a week. She she lives in daydreams with me. Fine line turned up on my Spotify Wrapped. That's so funny. The song or the album. Oh, the song. Yeah, that one that sounds like Bonnie Vare. Yeah. That's your fault, mate. That's your yeah. fault. Um, so I think we've we've basically got nowhere with that, but we've made a few points. Um, and I think... <laughs> I think the le- question, no, no, less than less. I, I suspect that the question was asked in order to invoke a little bit of an argument. So my my, I, I tip my hat to you, Scientologist, because you got what you wanted. Are you happy? There's tension now. It's a Christmas special. Now it's Christmas. Now it's Christmas. Now it's Christmas. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? You've made two podcast <laughs> friends argue and no one has won. Um, okay. Thomas Craven, Welsh stand-up comedian and Twitch streamer, personal friend of the pod, is asked the question, if there was a The Best of Slimcock Bumblebee Balls album, <laughs> what would the track list be? And listen, this really speaks to your ignorance, Thomas. Mm. As we know, there has never been any recordings of his music. They're they're lost to the sands yep. of time. All right, Absolutely. you go on Spotify. You know, find there any fucking Slimcock Bumblebee both. Yep. But this is actually a big moment for the pod. I have went to do you know the Bop Shop in Shetland. <laughs> The record shop that's open one day a month. Yes. They've opened yes. one in Glasgow that's also <laughs> opened one day a month. <laughs> the same day, so they have to share the records between them. I went on one of the days it was closed, right? But the door <laughs> was open when I, like, kicked at it. Yeah. I went inside, and it sent me back in time, and I found one of the seven inches that he recorded in the pre-war blues period, Slim Cop. You didn't, you didn't go back and meet him or anything? You, you no, I didn't. And- you went to a record store fifty years ago. It was magic. You can't, you can't decide where, where you're gonna. You don't go back in time. Uh, this record shop in the past, and then go. Oh, by the way, can I go somewhere else? You go. Oh, thanks for taking me here. So the record shop that's just opened was also a record shop in the past as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Anyway, I've actually bought. Even though you can't find any, I've actually discovered one of his records, one of Slim Cox's right, okay. records. And I thought it would be cool to kind of premiere it on the pod. So I've put it in the Google Drive folder that we use to share files. And I think you should listen to it. Okay, right. I'm going to share my screen with you. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can hear it as well. Um, I've not heard this. So I am very I've interested. heard it and it's very interesting. Um, okay, here we go. Put it to the start. Yep. Oh. Right. Blue. 
Quite the scoop. Quite the scoop. That's music history. I um, I'm curious. Like I, I didn't know that um, Slim Cock Bumblebee's oeuvre was mainly songs about um, his own Slim Cock. Um, That's the Slim, Slim Cock. Cock and Bumblebees. The song's called Wolves. the Slim Cock Blues. Right. And it's all about how shit it is when your cock's pure thin. <laughs> so why do you think you were chosen to discover this Don't by the the time gods? Have you ever seen Lake Make the film where the wee boy finds Michael Jordan's shoes? No. And then he, it's like Jordan Lipnicki from Jerry Maguire, that wee guy. Mm. He finds Michael Jordan's shoes and it gives him supernatural basketball powers of a, you know, six foot five master, even though he's a wee boy. It's kind of similar right. to that, probably. So did you find what, a little a little condom used by a slim cock and put it on and <laughs> that's what made you a, a great blues singer? I'm not a blues singer, but I have noticed my cock has got smaller since I started listening to this record. So, a <laughs> <laughs> warning to anybody who's listening. I should have said that before. It's like the ring. The Whoa! Yeah, yeah, mine is completely shriveled up. <laughs> Why are you got your cock? No more diamonds here. No more diamonds. Diamante cock over here. <laughs> right there you go. That's uh, that's that's your answer. There is no the best of, but I have found one of the only recordings left the slim cock blues mm. wow what a remarkable piece of audio history yeah another question here this is from david mg clark what do you think the mg stands for mad guy yeah david mad guy clark aka <laughs> michelangelo's david this is gonna be a fucking mad question according to He's his a mad guy <laughs> according to his twitter bio he loves the passing of time wow Hello boys, one for the Xmas mailbag here. You mentioned Twist and Shout being popular on the terraces at West Ham. It has also become a bit of an anthem for Motherwell FC, closer to home. Can you please draw as tenuous a link as possible from the Isley Brothers to Motherwell FC? I've got one. Go for it. The Isley... By the way, um, everybody since their release of the episode has came and told me it's the Isley Brothers. It's the Isley Brothers. You are almost you are you are wrong about that. Isley. Who's I cannot believe I let you convince me. That, that YouTube was thing told me it was Isley. That that fucking idiot. <laughs> are you having a laugh? Alright, she did I get a lot of other stuff wrong and I podcast. cannot believe I took your word on that when you've been wrong so many times I before. Haven't. I've been wrong like twice. That's one of them. The the Isley Brothers. What I need... This is my New Year's resolution is to be more assertive on pronunciations of things because 
I, I just assume I'm wrong, but on that one, it was all. Of course, it was the Arley brothers. Wisely, are we mad? Are we idiots? No one's ever said that in their lives. I've said that. No. Although I think, I, I, what do you think about this then? Who are Motherwell FC? Do they have a nickname or anything? I've I've got an answer for you. Right. All right. Hearts of the Jam Tarts. One of the Eiley brothers mm-hmm. was called Rudolph Eiley. Mm-hmm. And this is there's an extra bonus connection here. Wow. West Ham's third reserve goalkeeper mm-hmm. is called Darren Randolph. Wow. That's and he used to play, he played for many years, well, three years, for Motherwell, 111 appearances. So you think Motherwell have used this song in the past because they knew Randolph the Wizard, <laughs> Randolph the Ray, would eventually play <laughs> third reserves for West Ham in the future? I, th- I think so. And you know what's funny, actually, not to dox myself, uh-huh. but I live very close to the uh, Hibernian FC mm-hmm. football ground, Easter Road. The Jam Jibs. And uh, as we speak, Hibernian mm-hmm. are currently playing Motherwell FC. Wow. So, so you're very you close to the, the ghost of Randolph the Ray. Where, I'm, I mean, I'm as close to the, I'm probably the closest person to them that's recording a podcast. That's arguable, but yeah, maybe. I, uh, I wonder, um, I don't know anything about Motherwell, mate, so I'm really sorry. Um, their nicknames are the Well. <laughs> Come on, the Well. The Steel Men. Drink deep from the Well. The Steel, the steel men. men. Yeah. All right. Probably because well, wait, let's see. How did they start? I'd imagine I it was know. a iron factory. Much like my beloved West Ham and uh, the Dossers. Uh huh. Jank twist and shout. West Ham and Motherwell have both used that as a song because that was what they used to do with the metal. They used to twist it and they go, All right, mate, that's your metal done. Is that my fucking metal done? Oh, yeah, mate. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Love you too. See you next week. These are cool characters. Um, I looked for a connection between Brothers and Motherwell. Oh, yeah. And... uh, Motherwell used to have a manager called Tommy Tommy McLean. Mm-hmm. No relation who, uh, to John McLean of Diehard. Who will be a bit of a legend to, to Motherwell fans because he won the, the Scottish Cup in 1991, beating Dundee United in the final, who were managed by his brother, Jim. Wow. Two brother managers against each other. That's some Eiley Brothers level rivalry right there. Yeah. One of them should have went away and wrote Caravan of Love and then got back to them. So that is um, the mo- the tenuous link between Motherwell and Twist and Shout, mm-hmm. but not really. The Eiley Brothers. Um, that's about as good as I can do. Well done. Thank you. Thank you to David Mad Guy Clark. Uh, He's a mad guy. That was a mad question. <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast and host of the Four Songs in a Dream podcast, which we highly recommend. This is Sean Panda Nicholson. Hmm. Yeah, the few questions. I think the only one we've got time for is, do you have a favourite of all the albums you have enjoyed so far? And do you have a least favourite? Mm. We're 37 eps in. The one I most often 
put on mm-hmm. is the Stooges by the Stooges. Wow. And then I'll skip over that Ashram chanting song. I fucking hate that song, man. But the first couple of tracks are good. And after as well. Yeah. So that's the one I most often fall back on and go, yeah, I'm going to put this on. Can I? You know, and I, if, if, if we're, if Lauren and I are like driving somewhere, she's like, put the music on and I'm like, I'll put an album. I'm going to put that on. So in terms of like favourite, I think it's a good benchmark. That's the one I went to the most. And you didn't really know much about it before you listened to it. It was new. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hadn't, I mean, I knew some of the songs, I Want to Be Your Dog and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but um, I, uh, I'd never listened to it as an album. And I said at the time, I didn't even, I like, this is how little I knew. I knew there was the Stooges and Iggy and the Stooges. You didn't so know it was I the thought, same guy? I thought this was like a pre-Iggy <laughs> record. Right. So that, because I didn't know about the Stooges. I said this on the podcast at the time. <laughs> um, so I, I would probably say that. What's your least favourite? John Mayer, Continuum. Really? That was rough. Dreadful. That was rough. Uh, Daddy Yankee was rough. Mm-hmm. That was a hard list. But that was just a, an unfamiliar genre. Yeah, it you was know. more interesting than John Mayer. Yeah, 100% it was. John Mayer I viscerally dislike. What was your least favourite bit of John Mayer? His voice? Gravity! The things he the says? Down with me. The reasons Oh yeah, the interviews them. with him were pretty rough. Yeah, he's a... He's a... He's a... Nonce. He's a... <laughs> he's a <laughs> Cut that, we can't say he's a nonce. Uh, he's a, do you know, he's in, a some, in some cultures, nonce just means nonsense person. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's my he's culture. Silly. He's silly. What's your favourite album so far? Um, I really dug Bell and Sebastian, but that was obviously an album that I had oh, loved yeah. since I was a teenager. Sparks oh, was a really good week for me, really getting in deep on that and watching that film yeah. about them and doing a deep dive on some other records they've put out and really Yeah, but that's with, with, with Sparks... I, I agree, really enjoyed, but like not not just that album. Like I enjoyed just putting on the Sparks a Sparks playlist mm-hmm. and going through all of their great songs. I would love to um, do and enjoy an album of every single Sparks album. I think that would be a laugh. Yeah, maybe when we're done uh, this in twenty years, we can. Bell and Sebastian, I did love as well. Mm-hmm. But I already, but, I was already. They were two albums that were already on my window ledge when I was a wee boy. So, yeah. in terms of new stuff, spoiler alert. Really looking forward to talking about the Flying Burrito Brothers. That's, that's one of the best ones in a while, I think. And um, just hearing stuff like Richard and Linda Thompson and being like, oh, now I know what they're like and now I know what Fairport mm-hmm. Convention's like and getting into country. I've been really getting into country recently, so some of the country records have been good as a kind of signpost of... Miranda Lambert, you've uh, you love her. You bought tickets to see her live. I would, I, I would, I would pay life to see her just play Ugly Lights. I thought that song was one of the best songs we've put on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so favorite though, you have to pick one. Them's the rules. Pick a favorite, favorite album so far, and it can. I think it can include ones you knew already. Mm-hmm. Bell and Sebastian. Let's see Bell and Sebastian. Um, Worst. and your least least favourite worst would have to be yeah well John Mayer was rough wasn't it Phil Spector was oh four disc Phil Spector career overview like three weeks after we already done a whole hour on Phil Spector that was hard Christmas album and demos and oh 
that guy sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't dig that. Didn't no. dig that. And you know one of my favorite weeks? Rolling Stones. Some girls. That was class. Flawed masterpiece right there. Because I'll miss you. Because the flaw was that they said a bunch of weird racist stuff. But I really dug the, the music. Thanks for that, Sean. You still there? Yeah, you waiting for me to say thank you as well? Go for it. Thanks for that, Sean. There we go. This next question is from Eric, an avid listener, also known as Farump. Uh, By who? <laughs> just on Twitter, this is, this is how they Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like him. He's always tweeting us, actually. No, I know. Um, just funny, funny choice of words. Could each of you name an album out with the top 500 you personally feel is a perfect album, an album that has not a single misstep or weak song, absolute wall-to-wall bangers from start to finish, and I would say that is a completely separate question to Jay's question of if you had to listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, te- definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because this is specifically about what is, um, what's missing from the list. Mm-hmm. So basically a fantastic album, like a, re- like a really shit-hot album, that is uh, that is missing from the list, mm-hmm. and I know exactly what I'm going to choose. Linkin Park. Meteora <laughs> by Linkin Park. <laughs> I really want to listen to it. We need to do a special. Just so good. Yeah. So good. And you know what? And when I, I know people might be rolling their eyes or laughing a bit at that choice, right? But in terms of, like, to use uh, uh, modern parlance, understanding the assignment, mm-hmm. right? In terms of achieving what they set out to achieve with the album, I think they've 100% done the best job of that album that they could. That is exactly how I feel about Kaiser Chief's first album. Ugh. Yeah. So we'll, maybe we can swap one week. We'll... Well, you listen to is that, that your is that your choice for this as well? No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on the on that isn't on the list. Like, there's no Megadeth, there's no Iron Maiden, there's no Danny Brown, there's no Frightened Rabbit, there's no Los Campesinos, there's no Nick Cave, there's no. I mean, there's loads and loads of stuff. And I was looking at yeah, I'll talk about this in the, in the Flying Burrito Ooh. Brothers episode. I just remembered as well. Actually, like, okay, that is my. Serious was semi-serious answer, uh-huh. but I actually have two answers, and the other is um, "Untrue" by Burial, which is not. Oh, that's insane! That that's not on the list. That's a... Which is yeah, one of the most important electronic slash like early dubstep albums of all time. Like that's li- literally a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's totally mad that that's that's not on here. And I've been listening um, to a lot of country music, and there's a guy who's generally considered to be the best country singer of all time. It doesn't really come up a lot in my life or my readings, just because he's. If you're a country fan, he is the god, but he never broke through in the way that Johnny Cash did to mainstream culture, uh, especially now because he's been dead for a while. But his name is George Jones, and uh, people are really upset that he's not on this list because they're like, this guy is the greatest country artist of all time. So it's a very American list. It's also a very middle class American list. So there's a lot of stuff that's super depressing that it's not on there. But you know, you, you, you got cho- you got to choose an album. You got to choose an album. I'm going to press you for an answer. I put on two, so you can max have two. Two perfect albums, banger after banger. There's an Onion article, right? And it's called um, Musicians Still Try to Release Music Despite the Fact Megadeth Released Rust in Peace in 1990. 
Like, there's no reason for anybody to keep making albums after that. It's perfect. Wow. Rust, okay. rust in peace. Anti-nuclear war record. Um, really, really uh, took progressive neoclassical thrash in a very interesting jazzy direction right before... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, no, but prior to prior to that, progressive neoclassical thrash was getting a little bit stale, in my opinion. And then in came Megadeth, yeah, and they boys, changed the game. They interjected thrash, punk, jazz, talking about aliens half the time, and you know, and uh, it's it's wonderful. Really, really good album. I think Rust in Peace by Megadeth should be on the list. And that's all we have time for on this Mailbag Christmas special. Uh, we will record a second episode of our uh, of your questions. Um, Eddie Tang. Eddie, can you stick in a record scratch right before he says it? That's all we have. I think that would be good. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. now but, that's happened. Yeah, but but you've interrupted me. So we might have to reset. No, it I anyway. don't think so. I think this is in. <laughs> okay. This is good content, I think. Okay, cool. So um, we'll answer more of your questions on the next mailbag episode, and uh, and and we wish you a merry Christmas because we don't know when this episode is going to drop. Maybe you've had your Christmas. Maybe it's coming up to New Year. Maybe it's March. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? If you would like to see a meteora for slash Kaiser Chiefs episode for separate episodes. I would be right up for that, man. Please let Liam um, know. <laughs> slide into my DMs. Slide into um, his Doc Martens and then run about them, please. <laughs> <laughs>